Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the commentary box here at Bruno in the Czech Republic. We're just about getting our breath back after, well, quite literally almost a breathless weekend of motorcycle racing here for the World Superbike Championship. Jonathan Ray's gone and done it, a 60th career race win. And then Alex Lowe's, just to add to the headlines, going out there and winning for the first time on Sunday. Welcome to the Full Throttle Bikes podcast. Greg Haynes here. James Hayden is with us. James, it's always difficult to know where to start, but first of all, I'm not even going to ask you a question apart from just sum up how you're feeling after this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, been a great weekend. Um, it's been some really good racing. There's been some unexpected results and um, it's been really enjoyable. It really has, hasn't it? It's been absolutely amazing. Where do we start then? Let's go to the beginning of race one. We had the delays with the air fences, then the lights didn't come on. That doesn't happen often, does it? Um, I can't remember seeing that in World Superbikes before, actually. Oh, I mean, it's a, a very rare thing, but they, you know, they got their heads around it, they got it going again, and uh, you know, we were treated to a good race in the end. Johnny Ray showing every little bit of skill he's got to, to come through, eke it out, you know, even after the restarts, to keep getting a good start pulled away, just took a tenth here, tenth there and pulled it up to three, four seconds controlled the race and, and that was him gone and uh, behind him obviously Marco Melandri chased him all the way a really good strong ride from Melandri, looked good in Ducati, um, so I was, I was quite impressed with him, so um, that was good and in third spot it was, of course, I'm just trying Tom to... Tom Sykes, wasn't it? I, I, only just remember, I, was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to remember as well. You never remember, do you, when you've just gone off no, there, what actually it. happened the day before? Exactly, and you're thinking of so many things. So, um, And Tom Sykes, yeah, a, a good third. So, you know, the two Yamahas tripping each other up, racing, really raced each other quite hard behind him. He let sort of Tom go through, and it was a, another good podium for him. Vandermark, fourth, and, and Lowe's fifth. So it was, a, it was interesting. It was setting up well for today. We thought, probably after morning, warm-up with Johnny being so quick if he did the same thing again um, got out in front he was probably gonna gonna do the off but obviously race two turned out to be quite different we've got to start with Jonathan Ray because you're absolutely right race two was very different here's what Jonathan Ray had to say though on his triumph becoming the first rider ever to win 60 races in world superbikes he spoke with Charlie Hiscott on Eurosport on Saturday you have won more World Superbike races than any other person. Incredible. I mean, I've made no secret that you know, I find an incredible home here at, uh, in World SBK, and uh, especially with Kawasaki. So it's um, each and every win is special in its own way, but what we're doing these last uh, three and a half seasons has been incredible. So 
I just want to keep living this dream and try and to get the 60 wins is nice, but I want to keep building. You know, that's the motivation to keep going. So, um, yeah. Well, how do you keep your focus when you're, you made out two seconds in the first two laps? How do you keep your focus when you've got a race like that and you know you're well out in front and you know things are going really well? How do you keep your focus and your concentration? Because the worst thing you can do is completely back off. So. I just, um, Arturo was giving me perfect uh, signals from behind. I mean, he kept giving me Marco's lap time, so I was able just to ride two tenths faster or one tenth faster and just eke that gap from two seconds to five at the end, lap by lap, just, uh, I mean, taking profit where I could be fast and where I was a little bit nervous, especially with the front tyre, I was just holding it back a little bit, so it's... Um, there wasn't much more, to be honest. It wasn't like I was cruising. There's, we have work to do, to be honest, with the front of the bike. So um, be a different race tomorrow, I'm sure. Spectacular win. Congratulations, Jonathan. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. And sorry, Foggy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems pretty emotional about it, but he's already thinking ahead, isn't he? He's already looking to the next one. Is it 70, 80? When is it going to stop? What's he going to be riding as well? That's another thing. Yeah, lots of rumours abound. You know, might we see him in a, you know, on a Ducati? You know, might we do you think we him? will? I well, think I he's mean, staying where he is, don't you? I mean, it's it's a it's a it does seem a it does seem an amazing thing to to do, but there's lots of rumours flying around that that might well be the case. We'll have to wait and see. But but to go back to his Carl Fogarty, what an amazing rider Foggy was, and 59 victories. We wonder whether it'd ever be beaten. But Johnny Ray, 60 victories and counting. You know, he's looked set to match his fourth world championship, but in a row. Um, you know, no one has done three in a row. No, no one's done four in a row, and you know, he's breaking records left, right, and centre. And it really is incredible. And what can you say? Is to get sixty world championship wins is an unbelievable achievement. Do you know what's scary for everyone else as well, Hayden? Is that I was looking through some notes last night. Max Biaggi won his last title at forty-one. Jonathan Ray is thirty-one. We could have another ten years of this if he wants to continue. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he's, he, why wouldn't you? At the moment, you know, he's certainly got a, a long future ahead of him. He's riding well. He's confident. He's happy. And uh, there's a lot to be said for that. There certainly is. I don't think he will go on for another 10 years personally. I think he'll focus on the family life, but you, he'll be around the racing environment. Whether he'll be racing or not is another matter, but at least another two or three years, I would imagine. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Right, James, you said before, race two was completely different. It was. Um, <laughs> it was a lot hotter, wasn't it, first of all? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the track temperature was 56 degrees. It's meant the tyres were working in a very, very different way. The big question was, we knew that uh, with Vandermark starting off pole and low second, um, it gave a real opportunity for those guys to, if they could get out front early on, and if Johnny Ray and Sykes and Landry could get held up a little bit, it was going to give them the opportunity to um, to maybe pull a bit and make it very difficult, or certainly make it that they were only going to meet up with, mm. with Sykes and Landry Ray in the last few laps. So that was what everyone was hoping. And sure enough, the Amar's got a great start, first, second, Melandri came through, then made a really big, unpressured mistake when he was in the lead, ran off the track, that was him done. Then, um, obviously, we saw that real big talking point of a move. You know, Johnny gone up the inside of Sykes. Sykes then run a bit wide. Sykes had squared it off and didn't give him any room, clipped him, and, um, and down he went to a very unhappy uh, Johnny Ray. And then, a few laps later, Sykes went down, was lucky not to... It was a span out all the way on the rear and it tried to high side, didn't. And he was really lucky to, to not to not get flicked off. So that, that was that. And that really made the race then. So then it was Vandermark trying to chase down Lowe's and he got to within 0.2 of a second, then up to 0.3, 0.4. But Lowe's did not put a foot wrong. He absolutely hit his mark. 
he found his rhythm he, you could see he was looking after the tires as well he was using his head he really was riding in the most mature way i've ever seen and uh you know he absorbed all that pressure and then with a couple of laps to go vandermark made his first mistake ran a bit wide and suddenly it went to 0.8 then it went to a second and once you got a second in that last bit that's all you need mm. and uh lowe's just absolutely <laughs> absorbed it all it's a big monkey on his back as well to get a first win everyone's been saying look he's five years in a factory team where's the win when's it going to happen so he kept it and i was absolutely had a little tear in my eye as, as he crossed the line and um and got his first you know ever world superbike win and what a way to do it you know he, he did it off his own back he got rid of that monkey he's won one now no one can say it no one can take it away from him and um it was a brilliant brilliant result so you know he's a, he joins a a very limited list of great people who've won a world superbike race and obviously there's plenty more also now will it open the floodgates you know can he go and go and win some more Vandermark did brilliantly to come home in second and yeah. got the first one two for since 2011 or 12 we said so that that's an unbelievable result and um and in third spot it was of course and my brain is just <laughs> catching up with me we've had a long was, day was davis, Chaz davis i couldn't remember either that was a great performance that, as well wasn't so it? that really does need pointing out as well so Chaz davis who's had a terrible <laughs> weekend and they really got off on some bum steer with setup because they seem to have come back he he said it was a big risk at the time but he came back and actually it looked really good and he was back on the podium and he was under a lot of pressure with Laverty, Savadori, um, Rinaldi behind him. So that, I thought it was a, another really great ride. We better listen to Alex Lowe's and here's what he had to say. He was, and who can blame the guy, almost in tears like most of us were when he was in Park Ferme. Here he is. Alex, you just won race two. Yeah, I think I'll keep my words to a minimum before I start crying on camera, but honestly, really happy. Massive thanks to, to everyone that's helped me get here, and now we need to stay here and keep working hard. So, yeah, the thanks goes to the boys. You know, Crescent, Crescent Racing and Paul have stuck by me since I moved to Superbike, so massive thank you to him, and uh, yeah, thanks for everyone watching at home. Just tell us about the race. Your pace was unbelievable. You were so consistent right the way through. Yeah, I was consistent, but I didn't feel too quick. The, the guys made a big change with the bike from yesterday. We, we was on the right tyre today, and I just tried to be as... Do you know what I thought of? I thought of Jorge Lorenzo on the Ducati uh, Magello when he was just riding really smooth. I'm pretty sure I didn't look like that. <laughs> I definitely didn't, but I tried to be as smooth as I could, keep my focus, and yeah, and it's a testament to where the Yamaha is now. How badly did you need to win today? Yeah, yeah, after Michael, he's a bit of a kick in the in the, in the the nuts, should I say, after Donington, Michael winning both races, but I've come back really well. I can be proud of myself, how I've conducted the last couple of weeks, and I've kept my focus, and to get one at the next race, yeah, I'll have to do, won't it? Go and get on the top step of the podium, Al. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Alex Lowe's there, then. Well done, Alex. 74th different rider to win a World Superbike race. James, we spoke about it quickly before, but we've got to talk about it again because it's such a massive talking point. It's taken four and a half seasons for Ray and Sykes to properly run into each other. We thought it was going to happen in 2015. It's happened now. Um, it's a really difficult one. If I'm being unfair here to ask you to point out if it was anyone's fault, just stop me. But, you know, was someone more at blame than the other there? I guess Sykes is going to say that I'm not giving you space, whereas Ray's thinking he should have done. Well, I think what I always do is I always try and be completely fair and just yeah, yeah. Take, take sort of emotion out of it. Yeah. If I was Johnny Ray, I would be absolutely livid. Um, I, I would be uh, spitting feathers. I'd be steam coming out my ears. And if I was Tom Sykes, I'd feel like I owed an apology. 
So um, really, what happens? Listen, they're dicing. Something we already saw the remnants of something on the early laps. Yeah. With Sykes explaining, and Johnny had lost something. Yeah, that's Johnny true. wanted to come through. So there'd already been something had happened. Then when Johnny came through, yes, he ran a bit wide, but Sykes had squared it off underneath him. But Sykes in this ran it to the curb. You got the on board to show that, and he didn't give him any room. Johnny was still trying to come. He's still trying to cut back. And the point is, your teammates. Yeah, Johnny's leading the world championship. Kawasaki want him to win that world championship and he looks like he will win the world championship. So he doesn't need a broken arm or collarbone and he doesn't need people crashing into him. And a lot of people are saying, well, it shows a lack of respect with Tom. You know, he never respects Johnny. You know, he's just slammed the door. I don't think it's as clear cut as that. I don't think that for one second Tom was trying to make him crash. However, he didn't give him any room and um, he did slam the door. But for me, it was a racing incident. Um, but it was one that I would have been bloody annoyed if I was on Johnny's bike and my teammate had done that to me because I'd said, well, hold on a second. Why did you have to, why did you have to cut me off like that? Why couldn't you just give me a little bit of space? You know, you still got past me. And, um, and that's where the problem is. And that's, that's why that's going to be a big, big rift now. Now, we didn't hear anyone uh, at Kawasaki, apart from Marcel Dwinker in our programme today. Apologies for that, but the basic reason is Matt and Charlie and all the guys have been trying to get interviews, but they've been kept away. Jonathan Ray, Tom Sykes, uh, they didn't want any media interviews, the team, anyone getting involved, which you can sort of understand, although it would have been nice to hear their sides of the story. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a very diplomatic answer that yeah. John of Wishy-Washy would be. Any, any politician would have been proud of such an answer. <laughs> um, and um, obviously he's got to protect his boy as well. And look, they'll get over it, they'll get, you know, they'll move on, but it's... Um, it just left a bit of a bad taste in uh, you can see for, for all the Johnny fans and stuff and, and I imagine also Kawasaki they don't want him injured no no they don't right let's move on then uh, this is a bit of a difficult one here's Rider of the Weekend I mean I can't I don't think I can look past Johnny Ray breaking the all time world championship win record in world superbikes I think it would be remiss of me if he didn't pick up Rider of the Weekend because that is an amazing achievement. He's the first man ever in the history of the planet to, to win 60 <laughs> races, so you can't underestimate that. Uh, any other weekend, it would have gone yeah. to Alex Lowe's. It's just a shame it's winning, happened on the same weekend winning, from that point of view. Exactly, for winning yeah. his first World Superbike, but I can't put that over Johnny Ray's achievement, I'm afraid, even though I'm incredibly happy and really impressed with Alex. Fair enough, James, fair enough. Okay, let's move on. Here's the star tweet. Right, star tweet. James is just having a look on his phone now because I think you've got one, haven't you, that you've uh, selected for us, James, which is very kind of you. Uh, ah, right, yeah, I've not read this myself yet. So this is from Corinne Lowe's, Alex's wife. Only rider to finish all races in the points in 2018? Question mark, exclamation mark. Yes, that would be Alex, and that's for you trolls who have given him a hard time for crashing in the past. Yes, very true, because Jonathan Ray had been in the points. Uh, I thought Loris Baz had been in the points, but he had problems, didn't he, on one of the races this weekend. So little... Good stat there from Corinne. Yeah, fair enough. He has had a lot of stick over the years, hasn't he? Not anymore. No, that's it. And um, yeah, I think at times some of it might have been fair, but um, you know that's a really good point. He's finished every race in the points. He's built. He's not chucking it down the road all the time, and and it shows that he's really grown as a person and as a rider. And that pressure that he was under today, you know, in the old days you might have seen him make a mistake, but not now. Thanks very much for that, Corinne. Thanks for pointing it out, James. Okay, Tech Talk. 
Tech Talk, part of the podcast where we talk about something technical. Um, well, let's talk about the starting light, shall we? Because it's usually a bike-related thing. We don't know whether it was a human error or an actual problem in the system. It's always going to be known now as a technical problem. I've looked at that switch before, James. It's just a knob, isn't it, that you turn from left to right. I suppose it is possible your hand could slip off there. But I've spoken to a few people from the organisers and they've said, no, it was genuinely uh, a technical problem. Unfortunate, but a technical problem. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is only a switch. So switches yeah. can go, switches can get temperamental, <laughs> and especially old switches. And um, so at the end of the day, it happened. You know, there was a technical fault, but it was pretty soon rectified and it's worked perfectly since then. Certainly has. Final part of the podcast then before we make our drive back to Vienna. It's the chequered flag. Okay, so just a bit of a summary over the weekend. We've spoken uh, about some of the talking points of World Superbikes there. Just really quickly, James, before we get going back to the airport hotel. Uh, Supersport 600, Jules Cluzel, he's a hell of a rider. That was a brilliant race and really unexpected. Sandro Cortese had looked like the real quality. I mean, three pole positions in a row. He had 0.6 of a second quicker than anybody in it. And just looked like he'd probably get out front and disappear. But Cluzel had other ideas. He got out front, and even when, as soon as Cortese passed him, bang, he was just like some little terrier, straight back at him. So tenacious, and um, he just wouldn't let it lie. And actually, Cortese was then running out, he was trying, he just couldn't quite find a way past. But he followed him, he looked, and he thought, you know what, he's been a smooth character here, he's waiting for the last few laps, but... He tried his best, but Cluzel just held him off and just his dogged determination to win. He was late on the brakes, he had the thing moving and he was absolutely brilliant. And to take that win, it really has taken a bit of the, the wind out of Cortese's sails. Mm. I thought it's put a bit of wind in um, Cluzel's sails. I think it's great for the championship and uh, it's wonderful for the Frenchman. And might we dare think that finally after what's been 10, 12 years, could this time. be his season? No, could we... he become a champion now? I hope he could. I mean, as a neutral, it would be great to see. We've said that before, though, haven't we? So, uh, yeah, it would be brilliant to see from a neutral point of view. 300s, Galang Hendra, the 19-year-old Indonesian's won for the first time this year. He had won in Jerez last year. Uh, but they've got the rules. It looks like they've got the rules better sorted out now, this new minimum combined weight of rider and bike. Yeah, it does. Um, it certainly seems to be a lot fairer. I hope that they are fair. I'd like to talk to some of the Kawasaki riders now and just sort of to hear their view and, and make sure it hasn't gone too much the other way. But certainly it didn't look like it because it looked very competitive. It just looked like um, it just looked like he, he just had a, a little bit more than everyone else. And to make a break in that class and to clear off uh, takes some doing. And he looked really, really good. I was very impressed with the, uh, with the 19-year-old Indonesian. And finally, James, Stock 1000, really difficult weather for them today, but a great win for Max Sheep from Chile, and it's closed things right up with Reiterberger only fourth. Yeah, it has. It's been great for the championship, and it was a good win. That was his first win this season for Sheep and first win on the Aprilia for him, and it was a, a strong win, and it was really difficult conditions. It pelted down. It was terrible standing water in the early part yeah, of the race, yeah. but he did not put a foot wrong. He broke him from the first lap. He was the first man to, to really get a feel for the conditions. It was... A, it was generally apart from maybe three or four laps the fastest man on on each lap and it was a very strong win and he deserved it 
James, you're joining us again for commentary at Laguna Seca in two weeks' time. Best wishes to James Whittam and to Shaky Byrne. We're missing both of you. Hope to see you both soon. We have spoken with them both. They are getting there, which is really good news. Uh, what are you most looking forward to at Laguna after uh, a weekend off for Snetterton Beersby? Yeah, I mean, it's always a uh, Laguna. It's one of those sort of classic circuits. Um, I, I think you're always looking forward to this. hopefully some close racing. Are we going to, you know, is there going to be some little surprise American that might crop up that we've, uh, you know, there's a wild card sometimes. I think Josh Heron's doing one actually. Right, so yeah. it occasionally happens. So that could be uh, quite interesting. Are we going to see, you know, Jay Gagne? It's a track that he knows really well. Mm. You know, might he sort of uh, show us a bit more forms? I think he's been a bit lackluster this year. And, um, and actually, it's always nice watching people come down the corkscrew, right? Absolutely. Right, we'll be there in a couple of weeks' time. James, thanks very much for that. I know you're in a rush to get off, and so are we all here. We've got a long trip back, two hours in the car to Vienna. The traffic's usually a nightmare, so we'll see what happens there. But we'll be back with the Full Throttle Bikes podcast from Snetterton as BSB resumes after a six-week break in uh, a week from now. So we'll see you there for the podcast on the Monday. All the live coverage in the meantime on Eurosport 2 and the Eurosport player. But we will speak to you at Snetterton this weekend. See you there. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com the secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.